Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash baldhead Bible. And there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. I wonder what it was like to say goodbye to all those people you had led. And then to look out on the land that was promised to you and your forefathers and to be so close to going into the land, but then to know you could not enter the land. To see the trees and the grass and to smell the air and the breeze off of this beautiful promised land and to know you could not enter it. And all because of one dumb decision. One terrible decision robbed you of the chance to enter the promised land. I wonder if Moses thought that as he stood at the top of Mount Nebo looking out at the land his people were about to enter. You know, and he could have led them into it. He could have led the people into the promised land, but now it was going to fall to Joshua to lead the people. At 120 years old, Moses was going to die by the command of God. The Bible says that even at the age of 120, Moses' energy did not fade. The twinkle in his eye was still there. He never lost a step. He had the energy and life of a 20-year-old at the age of 120. He was raring to go. But he couldn't go. I wonder what Moses thought. I wonder if he felt deep regret. Or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was joy. No more whiny people, no more long, interminable meetings with those annoying people. He could finally be with his best friend, Yahweh. Maybe that is what Moses was thinking. I wonder. We come to the end of the story from Moses. We have been working our way through the book of Numbers, and in many ways it has been the story of Moses. Most stories of Moses' life end with the victory of the Red Sea. It is such a dramatic story of how Moses takes on the gods of Egypt and then takes on Pharaoh and leads the people of Israel in a great exodus. And, And just when things look terrible, when it looks like their backs are against the wall and the people are going to be slaughtered by the Egyptians and die, bam, Moses leads the people through the Red Sea. What a miracle! What a miraculous rescue! Woohoo! That's where... Most stories of Moses' life end, but there's so much more. And I hope this series has helped you understand what the people of Israel went through post-Red Sea. 
and that you have learned something more about Moses and developed a better understanding of who he was and what he had to face. This is a great man. The Bible says there was no one humbler than Moses on the face of the earth. This was a man who had to lead a people who hated him in one moment and then the next moment would turn on a dime and run to Moses for help and they loved him. And time and time again, Moses fought for the people. He was on the side of this whiny, backstabbing people. There were times God offered to wipe the people of Israel out and to start all over again with Moses, to start a people with him. But every time Moses turned it down, every time Moses sought the Lord to, to give the people more compassion, to give them one more chance, he prayed on behalf of the people over and over again. And yet, here he is at the age of 120, denied entrance into the promised land because of one mistake. You know, what about all the other times he got it right? What about all the other times he humbly sought God? Should, should he really be punished this harshly for one bad mistake? The thing is, when you read the story, you never sense in Moses a sense that he is being treated unfairly. Maybe he did live with great regret. Maybe he was thinking, if I had just chosen differently at the waters of Meribah, if I'd just chosen to obey instead of rebel, maybe Moses had deep regret. But then I think this was a man who was called the friend of God. The man who talked to God as a friend talks to a friend, face to face. That is how well he knew him. And think of how much time Moses spent with Yahweh. Forty days and forty nights, just Moses and Yahweh, and he did it twice. He walked into pitch blackness and went up a mountain, got to talk with God for day after day after day, just him and Yahweh. You cannot tell me in the middle of all that that Moses did not develop a wonderfully intimate relationship with Yahweh that he got to know the creator of the universe in a more intimate way than any human being before him or after. But then maybe, just maybe, that's what made his betrayal so much worse. Maybe that is what caused his rebellion at the waters of Meribah to be ten times worse. He knows Yahweh. He knew what God wanted. But Moses chose self over sacrifice in that moment. Love for Moses over love for his friend Yahweh. Yahweh states that Moses rebelled in what he did. And I wonder sometimes, based on their intimate friendship, I wonder if that is what made Moses' rebellion so much worse. Well, here he is at the top of Mount Nebo, seeing the land and saying goodbye. Aaron had died, his sister Miriam had died, the leader of Israel was now Joshua. 
Now, since we last left him, he had dealt with Balaam, and now Moses was leading the people in an attack on the Midianites, you know, and they had come through that battle victoriously. And since that time, he also had gone to the Lord over and over again, and God told him law after law and clarified what the Lord wanted concerning a whole bunch of legal matters. Moses had also sought the understanding of the Lord as he wrote the book of Deuteronomy, which he then read to the people. In many ways, the book of Deuteronomy is a covenant renewal. The older generation had died, right? And now Moses had to remind the new generation, the young people, of the covenant they had made with Yahweh. And Moses, one last time, read the covenant to the people, reminding them of the great, awesome, wonderful God they served. And now it was over. And now it was time for Moses to go. And so Moses went to the top of Mount Nebo. He got to see the land. And then, poof, Moses is gone. The Bible says that Moses died on the top of Mount Nebo. And then God buried his body somewhere else. God carried his body off and buried it in some secret spot so that it would never be discovered and become some type of cultic center. God knows what we do with our heroes, and he knew wherever Moses was buried, people would treat it like some special place, and it would probably become a stumbling block to the people. And so Moses was buried by the angels in a spot we don't know. And the Bible says that when Moses died... There never arose another prophet like him. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 10 through 12, No prophet had arisen again in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unparalleled for all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do against the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh, to all his officials, and to all his land, and for all the mighty acts of power and terrifying deeds that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Man, what a story. This is the end of the story. Or is it? And this is where I think that God was wonderfully gracious and kind to Moses. Because though he was not allowed to enter the land in human form, there comes a day in the future when Moses does get to enter the land. You know when that is? On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses is seen talking with Jesus and Elijah. It occurs in the Gospels when Jesus transfigures himself and shows Peter, James, and John, his glory. Well, guess who is seen talking with Jesus and Elijah? Moses. Now, we don't know the exact location of the mountain where the Mount of Transfiguration took place, but we do know this mountain, this place, this spot was in the promised land. Moses, he got to set foot in the promised land. God graciously allowed Moses to stand in the promised land and to see and talk with the Messiah, to be with Jesus, and also to hang out with Elijah. Man, that would be a fun day, wouldn't it? All in the promised land. Man, I just think that is a wonderful end of the story. And it's a wonderful reminder to us as well that our story, our story will never end if we have put our 
trust and salvation and belief in Jesus. Jesus promised that his disciples would never die. And, and here we see Moses talking as if this was a regular part of his day. Talking with Elijah and Jesus in a glorified body. Spending time in a future glory. That same blessing awaits those who have put their faith and trust and belief in Jesus. You know, I think the biggest lesson I have learned from the life of Moses and the people of Israel in this Wandering in the Desert series the biggest lesson I've learned is this, that life comes down to two things, faith in God and obedience to his commands. In Moses' case, it meant putting his faith and trust in Yahweh and obeying the commands of God and, and obeying the commands God gave him either directly or to write down in the Pentateuch. You know, that's what it meant for Moses to put your faith and trust in Yahweh and obey him. And the people were supposed to obey those laws, right? The Ten Commandments. The people were supposed to obey and not pursue other gods. The people were simply to put their faith and trust in Yahweh and to obey him. And God said, if you do that, I will bless you and I will bless you and I will bless you. For me, in my modern context, it means to put my faith in Jesus and to obey the commands of God written down in the Bible. Faith and obedience. Whereas the classic hymn puts it, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And I'd like to add, just like Moses. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.